The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Uh, Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Break. Derek is not currently here, but he might join us later. In the meantime, we have Brian and Nick here to talk some Cowboys and some more, a little bit more OBJ. (laughs) (laughs) We have to. A a little bit, yes. We won't take the whole segment or anything like that, but because some of the players did speak to the media yesterday, it was brought up to them. You know, you had Micah Parsons making comments, taking it to Twitter even. You had Ezekiel Elliott mentioning him as well. So when you – I wanted to ask you guys your opinion on this. When you have players like those kind of voicing their opinion and their want and, you know, putting it out there like we want him to come play with us, come win game with us and all that – what does that mean? I mean, yeah. what are, how are you interpreting this kinds of comments? I think I think their desire and want for this guy to join their team is obviously way greater than any kind of hurt feelings that might happen with a wide receiver here or here or here that you're basically saying we need to get better and this guy can help us and if it hurts your feelings sorry get open mm. i mean that's basically kind of yeah <laughs> no i and today you're going to get uh cd lamb which will be interesting and you're going to get dak to talk as well yeah. and now it's every day there seems like a different level of recruitment going on right. and i even wore my <laughs> lsu uh Shirt today to recruit Odell here, and also to antagonize. Yeah, I was Nick. wondering. Yeah, that's no, really not. All trust me, I, my my dreams have died in Fayetteville before, so I, I know what's about to happen this weekend in Arkansas and LSU. Yeah, but I, we'll I see. The, the the thing with recruiting, I think it's so important that, especially with a player. And I was talking with, uh, I was talking with a team that you know that had had Odell Beckham on their you know squad and. The number one thing I said, what about this guy? I go, what I remember about Odell Beckham at LSU is how hard you have to recruit. You know, how hard do you have to? He wants to feel loved and coddled and cared for. And the guy goes, you got him right. It ain't always about the money with this guy. He wants to feel like he has a chance to win, and he wants everybody to love him and embrace him. And that's big. And I think we've seen it, whether it's, whether it's, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Will McClay, Mike McCarthy, somebody in social media, whoever for the Dallas Cowboys, they've got this approach that this is how it's probably going to have to come down. It's probably going to have to come down to Mike McCarthy talking about him. Check. Jerry Jones talking about him. Check. Ezekiel Elliott talking about him. Check. You know, Dak Prescott today talking about him. Check. We'll see about that check. I'm curious about that one. The Dak Prescott check. Dak is a very political-minded guy. And what's so funny is every time I hear Dak, and we got him to admit this on 105.3 The Fan, we made up a fictional team, Team X. And, like, uh, Eric Chiafalo asked uh, Dak the question, Dak, tell me about Team X. 
Well, team X is always ready to play. You watch Team X on film because it's it's sometimes quarterback speak. Mm-hmm. You know, they get into a mode. Yeah, they Some. just yeah they just kind of get into that. But if you have a very political guy now, I, you know, I, I have a feeling today you're going to hear Dak talk about a. He's very happy with the receivers they have. He'll start there. Mm-hmm. He'll yeah. start there, and you know, and then they'll push on, and he'll go. Listen, Odell Beckham is this. You know, he's been a great player in this league for a long time. You know, it, it, you'll get that mode. But this, whether this team has talked about it or not, they've done a good job of at least laying the groundwork to potentially go out and recruit this. I think they're still two weeks away from doing this, though, myself. It felt like, I mean, everything short of a commercial that says, like, Odell Beckham will make plays and this yeah. and that. I'm Michael Parsons. I endorse this. I'm just ready for a campaign. I'm ready. I'm ready for you guys here at DallasCowboys.com, who has one of the best social media departments. And by the way, a happy birthday to Shannon Gross today. And it was a big part of what we used to do here. Not 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 just any, but yeah, Sean Lee. Yeah. See, that's that's what I mean. To me, that's where. When a Sean you, Lee birthday, not Sean Lee's birthday. A Sean Lee birthday. Oh, 50 years old. Yeah. Right, there you go. But the thing about it is, I'm ready for DallasCowboys.com to fire that video that you get, and it's all of a sudden the recruiting video, you know, and you're like, okay, they're on board. Here we go. You know, we got this social, we got this big department rolling yeah. it out there now. I, I could see highlights with well, Odell coming on the field. Not and all highlights. Crowd, and, you know, no, I'm mean, not him catching the ball on you. <laughs> No. But yeah, but that kind of I'm expecting that next. I'm expecting I'm expecting so Miss Jones assume, like, in step two up. Weeks, if so, that that you start hearing more about it of actually, oh, they're coming close. To well, it's like, about the physicals. Yeah, it's going to be about the physical once, and I think it's two weeks because I think he's still doing some medical things. I think there's some, some well, medical, maybe he's getting himself in order. We, we had people say, he's ready, Jay Glazer. We've had people like Ian Rappaport, he's not going to be ready till December. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere in between. It's somewhere in between that. And, and the thing that I've been asking uh, trainers, doctors about this situation, it's like I've gone, well, what do you think? Well, I can't tell you what I think. I know everybody wants to sign this guy, but I can't tell you what to think. I haven't seen his knee. You know, that's the thing. Doctors and trainers are like, hey, it's, it'd be nice if we can, like, pull on that knee, move it around a little bit, see him run a little bit. You know, maybe we can kind of figure some things out. But until you start to see, I think he's going to kind of let the dust settle on some of these teams. And then he's going to make a determination where he would like to go. But I give Dallas credit, you know, for for least showing uh, early interest with the way that they're doing some recruiting of Odell Beckham. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can say, well, why are we still talking about this and all that? And the reason why is because they're still talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gary's talking about it. McCarthy talked about it. McCarthy, a guy that doesn't even want to show you numbers on his on his on the practice uniforms yeah. in August, you know, but will will talk about this and say this is future conversations i mean you know and then like you said so it'll be interesting to see today what cd says and also what what dak says but they're still talking about it and to me it took a turn yesterday because you hear okay you mentioned jerry jones mike mccarthy you hear those comments okay yes oh Mm -hmm. dell that's great yes you want to sign him here but then for me listening zeke Listening, Micah, say those is it just like it hypes you up even more, and it, you're like, okay, when are we signing these 
papers. Yeah. But so it changes the dynamic. And like you said, it's going to be interesting to see what Dak says today. He's, he's going to give the right answer and everything Absolutely. like that. But yeah. also knowing the rest of the wide receivers having to hear these like, damn, we're not – we're not good enough. I mean, that's yeah. well, that's what it really is. We're not well. At least good these guys right aren't now. in Green Bay, where their quarterback talks about him not being good every day, and he's like honest about it. You know, mm-hmm. he. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers stands up there and says, well, "This is not my fault." You know, this is not my fault. Mm-hmm. You know, these receivers obviously need, you know, they need this and need that, and yeah. you know, they need less plays of this. And so, yeah, I mean, this this is one of those moves where, and in baseball, and we all understand. And you get into a, the pennant race, and you're like, "Give me that one more. Make that one more deal. Make the and and this deal could absolutely work for the Cowboys. It could absolutely work to go get a uh, a wide receiver that will go get that football. You know that he's proven that he proved. Mm-hmm. He, just go back and watch him play for the Rams in the final month of the season last year, and then watch him through the playoffs. If he doesn't hurt his knee, he's going to have 200 yards in that game. Yeah, catching the ball. That's what this guy can do for you, and. Maybe, I mean, that's your hope. Uh, we always talk about hopium around here. Hmm. That's your hope that, that that player, if you get an opportunity, shows up for you at some point in time in the season and kind of drive you through uh, some of these games down the stretch. And, and also, you know, you look at it from a, a fan's perspective of, hey, let's, let's go for this. Let's try to win this thing. Yeah. Let's, you know, the, 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 you know, the opportunity's there. The NFC is not that strong. Uh, the best team in the, in the division or in division and the, the conference, conference right now is a team that you know and could have, could have beaten on the road with a backup quarterback. Um, so, I think, you know, you push your chips in here. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But you come back and say, what did we do this year? Well, we had a pretty good, talented team. We let some guys go in free agency. But we also signed Peters when Tyron Smith went down. We signed Anthony Barr. We signed, if that happens, Odell Beckham. We went for it. And and that's all I think that from a fan's perspective, that's all they really want is like, let's go for it. You yeah, know, we always right. talk about next year and all that. And you still have to look at next year. But let's go for this. Um everyone deserves it. This team deserves it. This fan base deserves it. You know, the um DallasCowboys.com deserves it. I mean, like we deserve it. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. <laughs> we all deserve it. We all deserve it. it. <laughs> let's I mean, at least try. Try. And it looks like they are. It looks so, like they are. So th- yeah. that's, that's good. And at least it's something that even if it doesn't work out, we know they they tried. So mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things. Like Even when we look at free agency, sometimes we feel, we as the consumer, the mm-hmm. fan, the people that report on the team, we feel that they're not necessarily going for it mm-hmm. or paying the price or like trying to obtain as much value talent-wise compared to the monetary uh, stuff. Now, I wanted to switch subjects. Okay. I don't know if you were going to say something else about no. him. Okay. Wanted to go before we go on break, just kind of go down the injury, re- the practice report from yesterday. Um, <laughs> Donovan Wind- Wilson, he's limited. I don't know. Uh, yeah, to you can relate. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm dealing with that as, as well. Um, I think for him though, it, it sounds like he's doing more. Uh, him and Noah Brown together um, mm-hmm. were on that. That we're limited. We'll do a little bit more. And then you know, I think that it, the, all signs are kind of pointing up for both of them, both of those two guys. So um, yeah, I didn't heard anything anything on the contrary there. No, I think the big one was what's going to happen with Zeke. 
you know, what's going to happen. And, and, you know, yeah. See, the thing about with the Zeke is, and I was, it seemed like that there was Jerry Jones positivity, hopium, and then Mike McCarthy kind of brings it down. I think Zeke is really honest about where he is. I, I think he is. I mean, Zeke is one of those guys, I think after what he went through last year, like, listen, I just kept playing. I kept playing. I kept playing. I'm not going to do that anymore. You know, I mean, he has a lot of pride about his toughness and all that. I think today is a really big day for him. You know, he didn't do as much. See if what he does today. And if he doesn't do more than what he did yesterday, and it and it, it doesn't, there could be a really good chance that he doesn't play this week. Mm-hmm. And, it, and because they realize what's ahead of them the next two weeks, mm-hmm. Minnesota and then a quick one against the Giants. They're looking at that like, okay, if we can find a way to get through this Packers game, maybe without him, like they did the Bears game, and give him that full three weeks of rest, then they'll be better off when they play the Vikings in, in Minneapolis next weekend and then the Giants at home the following Thursday night, which will be a huge, huge game for how maybe maybe even wild card seating might be. Sure. You know, so you gotta think about those things going forward. And and if if he doesn't have if he doesn't uh, it, I was told it has to be perfect today. And if it's not, then we'll see him probably being active this weekend. Well, we're going to talk about him in the second segment, about the not him specifically, but the Packers, running dude. back, running back situation. And yeah. if a guy like Tony Pollard can perform the way that he did, like he did against the Bears, can he repeat something like that against a Packers defense? And real quick, the... I mean, yesterday we already talked about Anthony Barr and his situation. He didn't practice yesterday, so yeah. he sounds doubtful today. Listen yeah. to Mike McCarthy talk. Yeah, yeah, he sounds a little bit doubtful for what's going to happen with him. And like Nick said, you no, know, he's going to anchor that thing or get anchor. He's going to get himself ready to get ready for that Minnesota game next yep. week. That's probably what he's shooting for right now. Well, and real quick, did you? I mean, I keep finding interesting uh, the situation with James Washington and kind of the way he explained things that you're kind of looking at. It sounds like he's ready to return, but they're planning his 21 window. Mm-hmm. I think this has to do with o- the scheduling. No, I think this has to do with Odell Beckham. Myself. Really? I do. I, I, I do. I, I don't so think too. they – I do. I think, like, if they get Beckham – they're gonna they're gonna slow play this thing out the rest of the way unless something happens with an injury with yeah. another injury like a Noah Brown injury or something like that. I have a feeling they're not in a big hurry right now. They're gonna see what happens with Beckham. If Beckham ends up going somewhere else or just they don't get him, I think you'll see the James Washington window start. You know, I think James Washington and Odell Beckham are on the same plan. I really really do. Mm-hmm. Now they get one, the other one kind of. You know, like if it's Washington, they slow play that. And, you know, they keep him over here available and ready. If, in fact, Beckham goes, then you see the windows start. That's what I think is going to happen. I think so, too. It it just seemed kind of weird the way McCarthy kind of talked about that in the window and like, oh, you know. You want him to just come out. You want him to come out and say, listen, we're hunting Beckham right now. If he doesn't (laughs) sign. We got James Washington. If if he if he signs good, we'll be fine. We'll just keep James. He's getting paid. Everybody's happy. He's ready to go. He's on. You know, he's it's like the movie Top Gun. He's over on Cat Two, ready to shoot off the deck in case they need some battle action up there. You know what I'm saying? Those, they got they got yeah they got my guy on Cat go, Two. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, Cat Two, right? I mean, and, they're holding, waiting well, on Cat Two. You know, in both movies, the the the, the hero was was that that Cat Two the, guy. Yeah, the guy that was hanging out there at the end. Yeah, exactly. 
And if I spoiled the movie for you, I mean, that's your fault. You should have watched it by now. Sorry. All right. So who's cat two? <laughs> James Washington. James Washington. So James Washington. They've got. They've, they've got. They're, they're thinking they're going to fire. They're going to put Odell in yeah. the in the action, you know, and, and fight. And then they, but they got James Washington on cat two, and he might have to come save the day. You never know. Maybe. I mean, we, we, we won't know until we see it happening if he would be the guy to save the day or not. I don't know. But let's go to break. When we come back, we'll get into Cowboys offense versus Green Bay defense. We'll do that. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite in 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. Limited tickets for the remaining home games of the Dallas Cowboys season 2022 at ATT Stadium are available now. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Welcome back to the break presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And then bueno. we are now in Brian's favorite segment, segment two presented by Blockchain. There you go. There you go, Ryan. <laughs> Happy smile. Let's talk about what Green Bay has over there yeah. on the defensive side of yeah, the Yeah, this is going to be, uh, you know, I, the things I worry about on the offensive side, we talked about all yesterday. Go back and listen to that. I think running the ball is something. I was talking to some guys in Green Bay about it this morning. They, they're like, listen, you guys are going to kill us. I'm like, you don't know that. Don't say that kind of a thing. 
where they 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 feel like that they're a middle of the road defense right now. They felt like that they they they've invested in the defense, but to the point where they haven't got the results that they they really felt like that they deserve for their investment. They still have a really good. I think I think losing. I think losing Gary, their defensive end, I think really hurts them. Rashad Gary, uh, you know, he's number 52. He was their best pass rusher. He's the guy that's always around the ball. He's really good against the run. He's disruptive. He gets up the field. He's got some tank, Micah Parsons. He's got that, how the Cowboys play defensive end. He's got that kind of ability, you know, like as a good run player and as a good, as a good pass rusher. And I think that's something that they're really, really going to miss. Um, Preston Smith, who they got from the Redskins uh, a while back, excuse me, they said the Redskins, the Commanders uh, a while back. Uh, he was uh, he is a, a guy that I think does a much better job of playing the run. And the problem is when you run the ball at him, he's really good as far as not letting the ball get outside of him. When you when you look at how he plays, he's got really good length. Uh, he's good at the point of attack. He can extend on blockers. When the ball goes to the outside, there's times where you could see the redirection skills and stuff. So running the ball at his side, I don't think is the necessarily the best thing to do here. This defense is going to remind you very similar to how the defense is played when they face the Rams. Okay, so if you think about how the Cowboys attacked the Rams, it wasn't so much it was Cooper Rush. It wasn't much throwing the football. It was more of the running game stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that that's that's where that's some of the some of the Cowboys game plan is going to come from that Rams game with the way how they did that. You know, and and they obviously don't have a an Aaron Donald. They have, but Preston Smith is their version of it. He's yeah. not as good, but. They, Rams, Kenny Clark is good inside as a defensive tackle okay. for them. That's something you have to kind of think about. Him and Jaron Reed. When I think of the Rams, too, I also think of they have a guy that really can lock down your number one right. in, in corner and in, in Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. The Packers have somebody like that. Jer- yeah, Jer- Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, Jar Alexander. It can do that. Now, the thing about it is, though, if you look at if you if you look at uh Joe Barry, the defensive coordinator um for the Packers. Joe is not a big travel guy because Joe he 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 comes from that the Rod Marinelli system of defense, mm-hmm. and so he's kind of morphed into some three four stuff away from the four three. But he's kind of you know he's trying to match personnel or match his scheme with the personnel that he has uh, forever. You know Dom Capers was part of the they were three four three four scheme, and so they they have that personnel and they're trying to kind of morph into more of a 4-3, but he doesn't believe in traveling because he feels like when you take a traveler, whether it's Alexander, and you and, and say they move Lamb, say they just walk Lamb all across, the minute he crosses the center, then all of a sudden everybody else's responsibilities change. Joe Barry, Rod Marinelli, these guys have always believed that keep everybody the same, and that way nobody if nobody has to make adjustments on the fly. So you'll see Alexander, he will play different size, but it's not one of those things where it's like star yeah. coverage uh, that they're going to walk him with CeeDee Lamb the whole time, I don't believe. And that being said, and, and I know I say this a lot, but I just I, I don't think you can reiterate it enough. 
That's why Anthony Brown should get a lot more credit than he gets because it is it is tough. And when Trayvon is traveling, so is Anthony Brown. He's yeah. traveling as well, and he's doing he's making changes in in, in the in the corners when Jordan Lewis or now it's Bland or whoever, you know. And so I think you got to give the, the whole secondary some praise for that. Yes, give praise to Diggs for being good enough to actually take their number one, but you know. Technique inside of the field and all that matters, and and for Anthony Brown and those guys to flip around like that, I think they should be applauded for that as well. Yeah, they they, they you, you make a great point there with that. Uh, in the secondary, uh, like I say, I'd stay away from Alexander is what I would try to do. He's one of these guys that when you watch him play. If the ball is going to his side, say you have a route combination to his side where the routes are working there, he will drop coverage to go take another guy. I mean, he will he will almost like he's reading, like he's gambling that, okay, I see where you're going to throw this football. I see how the route combination is going to develop. And then he will f- just fire off his guy and then, like, undercut a route. You know, say there's a route, two routes to one side, he'll leave his guy to go help the other guy and then try and make a play on the ball. So you have to be – Dak can't sit there and think – Okay, I've got to throw. I've got to throw. I've got to throw, and it's open. He got. He has to understand that if you do go to that side, and maybe the Cowboys with the game plan, you try and keep things away from Alexander's side, that's, so he can't come over and help. That's Jalen Tolbert for me. Yeah, uh, if he's going to stay over there, maybe I'm just stay over there, Tolbert just, yeah. and Turpin just let him run down the field a yeah, couple times. Just keep. I mean, sure. anything to keep away from Alexander. Now, I'll say this about this secondary though. They're a group, though, that doesn't – I don't think they tackle. Alexander tackles well. But when you talk about Amos, the safety, and Savage, the safety, there have been times where the ball went running the ball at them and they've been the one guy in the hole to make the play and they've missed tackles. So if you're Pollard, if it's, if it's Pollard or, or, or Zeke gets the opportunity in this game – there could be some missed tackles at the point of attack and then turn into some big plays because these safeties don't tackle particularly well. If you're going to attack a guy on this thing, I mentioned Rasheel Douglas. He's a guy that I feel like that people pick on him a little bit more because of what goes on with Alexander and stuff. He's number 29. So if you see the Cowboys kind of firing the ball his direction, there's a reason for that. Because I feel like the, between him, Eric Stokes, and Alexander, he's the weak link of this of that secondary. And then I mentioned the tackling with Amos and Savage. I don't think is up to the standards that we've seen here with the Cowboys with the way that that Curse and Wilson and those guys tackle around the line of scrimmage. So let's let's cut the def, uh, the offense, Cowboys offense, into two parts: one, uh, the running game, and then the passing game. Starting off with the running game. Looking at what you got, and we know Zeke is day-to-day, if you were the Cowboys, how would you prepare the running game for this weekend? Do you play Zeke? Let's say he's kind of okay to go and get in there, or do you stick to kind of what you did against the Bears? I think to me, and after today, we'll know. Friday, we come on and start talking about what we mm-hmm. think about the game. I think tomorrow we'll have an idea of what direction that they're going to go. If it's a if it's a Pollard Davis ticket for this week, I think that's you know they they proved against the Bears that they can they can do that. You know, I I, I don't think there's I don't think there's any huge just drop off there. I think the physicality. I, 
in this game, I think both teams are going to try and establish the run. I think I think it's really important for uh, for the Packers because they don't want to get in a situation. They've had some problems with Rodgers and protections and things like that, even though their offensive line's back. So them running the ball protects them. Dallas running the ball, I think, protects them as well. But I think Dallas can be more balanced in this game than have to say, okay, they're really bad playing run defense. Just go run the ball as much as you can. We've seen some games with Detroit, yeah. you know, people like that. They're really bad on the run defense. Just run it at them. We'll, you know, you'll be fine. I think Dallas can be balanced in this game. But I think if it, if it turns into, like I said, if it turns into Pollard and, and, and your rookie running back, Malik Davis, having to play, I think they could be okay in this game. I really do. And as far as the wide receiver group, Nick, if we know yeah. we know we're still talking about it, and we know Noah Brown's still banged up, he's limited. Yeah. We don't know his status for this weekend yet. But as far as the group as a whole, do you think do you feel they can carry over what they did against the Bears, or you know, I, is this going to be a challenge? I think it's a challenge, and I think there there were light in that game against the the Bears. They did a nice job. I mean, the CD and, and Gallup, uh, they both made plays, and, and Tolbert was kind of running around, didn't do a whole lot there. Uh, Turpin, we didn't see a lot out of him. He was the fourth receiver. You know, they had to put C.J. Goodwin in a situation where he, and I'm sure he's practicing some uh, receiver as well as an emergency guy. So I think they would love to have Noah Brown back if he can if he can make it back for this game. But if not, it is a challenge. Where do they where do they kind of Offset that is with the tight ends, yes. you know, with with the f- yes. 13, 14 personnel, McEwen out there a lot. I guess he's on the roster now, so yeah. they don't have to call up anybody. So that's how they're going to play it, and I think that affects their running game, passing game. It, it works because Hendershot and Ferguson are both athletic tight ends where they can do some things with that. They can stay in and block and not be in, in bad, you know, in harm's way. They also can go out and win routes. You know, so that's what that's what the advantage of a thirteen personnel does. Is Absolutely, if you can do both. Absolutely, and and, and to me, with you know, if, if if it turns into, and I don't think the wind is going to be a factor in this game. But we've talked about the field conditions. We've talked about okay, is it going to be one of those things? Get people going one way, take the ball back the other way. The Cowboys have done a great job of those simple little passes, whether it's to the Schultz, Hendershot, whoever you know. They, they found a way with the, the boots, the waggles, especially if they get the run game going in this thing. And all of a sudden, Green Bay's having to sell out to stop the run, and then you get a tight end coming across, and it's just an easy, simple throw. So I, I think the tight ends are going to be big, big factor in this game. It might not be because, like say, I think their best player on defense is their corner, Alexander. So I'm doing everything I can to stay away from him. But if it means I can have to put Savage and Amos and these linebackers and these guys in coverage on these tight ends and it's simple throws for Dak, I think I'm doing that all day long if they're going to give it to me. All right, let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to kind of summarize the, the, you know, the weak areas for this game and then the strongest part where the Cowboys can, the Cowboys offense can really take advantage, as well as speak about the, this new environment that the Cowboys haven't played in yet this year. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. 
the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to the break. A new groundbreaking collection is brought to you by Dak Prescott, Jordan Brand, and the Dallas Cowboys. Using sneaker culture with football, making this collection the first of its kind. Come grab your favorite style at the nearest pro shop or log on to shop.dallascowboys.com, a fanatics experience. Welcome back to the third segment of the break, final segment. And I wanted to talk about the environment. This is something, you know, that it's a completely different environment than what the Cowboys have faced this year so far you know we're headed into cold weather now the climate is starting to change and we haven't seen this team and we we know how that affects and you know I think about players like Zeke for example players are struggling with a certain type of injury when you talk about them possibly playing in this game we know how that cold weather kind of gives you a different kind of pain in those types of injuries so just wanted to ask you, are there any types of concern that you expect from the Cowboys side of them dealing or struggling with? I'm, I'm looking at the weather right now, and it's just like, thanks. I mean, it's 70 degrees right now in Green Bay, and uh, tomorrow it, it the high is uh, 52. And then Saturday, the high is 37. And Sunday, the high hmm. is 37. So today's the high is 73. Drop. So, so. We appreciate it. You know, thanks for, <laughs> for doing that for us so we can get the experience. But I will say this. It's not like from a practice standpoint. It's not like where all the Packers are used to it. They should be used to it in the 
last few years, but they're not going to be used to it like right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't been practicing, and it's 70 degrees. It's probably 70 degrees here. Yeah, they're, they're practicing. I'm probably practicing outside. And yeah. So, you know, with that, that, I think that's kind of one of those things that you know, they're probably enjoying it because I remember living up there for five years. Around Halloween, it started to snow. You know, that's when it started to get kind of crazy cold. I just don't think – I don't think the cold will be a factor. I think it'll be interesting when you guys get there with when we talk to Christy Scales in the pregame and when she's on the field and the wind direction and that stadium's changed a lot since they've built it up. You know, it's the bowl that mm-hmm. you know when I first started there in '92, it was a bowl, and then we then they put up the you know they started put up the press box and then the sky boxes and then they closed it in, and so the wind maybe not as much as a factor. I think the only thing about it is too that. I could say the field conditions, because that when you get obviously at 70 degrees right now, you're getting like warm air up there, you know, and then the warm air turns cold. And then all of a sudden it turn it gets on the field. And when you play these 325 games, there are night games, you'll be able to see the field. It's not like ice, but it, it's a sheen to it. And if you don't have the right shoes, it's a problem. I mean, you will see like... I guarantee you in this game there'll be somebody that runs a route and falls and it might be an interception or it might be a tip ball or it might be a key play that gets you off the field on third down because somebody fell down. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about with with when you play in Green Bay this time of year is that it's not really it's not to the point it's not that bitter cold. When you get late in the season after near you know the near the after Christmas that's when it turns into you're dealing with a 19 degree day or a 20 degree day or something like that. And that, and that you know, if you've listened to McCarthy's press conferences, he's talked about cleats yeah. uh, about five five or six times. Like if, if anybody has an issue like that, wearing the wrong shoes and all that, it's that's on, on them. them because yeah. they he, they have been prepared for this. Uh, he, he you know he he knows what this stadium obviously in the grass is like. Mm-hmm. And I think of a guy like Turpin. Who wants to play fast? Wants to be, you know. He he actually, if you go back and look at that, you, I know you did that opening kickoff against the uh, Eagles. Right. It's probably a touchdown. Yeah. He's he trips. Yeah. You know. Now that's big thick grass. He's maybe not used to playing in. He he saw something. He made a cut, and he did it later in the game too. That they got right. a big run, but that might have been to the house to start that game. How right. how different could that have been? Um, but he, he tripped up and whatever. And so sometimes it is. It's footing. And McCarthy's doing it. I think he's doing a good job of letting them know, like, you know, just the other things that you have to deal with in a game like this. Is 2014 the last – is the playoff game the last time they've been up there? Uh, oh, no, Dak 16. won in 16. 16. Dak won in 16. Yeah, so I was thinking because when we went up there in 14 for that playoff game, the field was completely just – and it was a really warm day. It was it was the temperature was like in the high twenties for that <laughs> yeah. time of year. Yeah, let's clarify what, what a warm day is. <laughs> yeah, well, for for, yeah, for Lambo Field for Lambo Field for Lambo Field a playoff game because I, I remember watching the game from the from yeah. the field. But but the field was chopped up. Yeah, but of your lot twelve of, layers that you had on, down I had there, way too many layers. You <laughs> you couldn't have been moved around like that day. Like you were like I, so layered up. I, I was so layered up, and but. It was a for that time of year. It was an unusually yeah, warm it wasn't day. Too bad. It was not one of those brutal days. That it wasn't like that day in Chicago that we endured oh. that night game in Chicago that we endured that one time. Yeah. But 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 I think now for this time, yeah, your catch your break. Let's see what the wind is. Just note the field, and I think Mike McCarthy's on that. I think that's the good thing, and I think that helps. And maybe it might be a situation too. Where you might be worried about Zeke and stuff like that with the knee. 
Do you want him running on that turf that tends to be a little slippery on those 325 games? Now, to summarize and going back to the conversations we were having in the second segment, you know, you'd mentioned a lot of their players and mm-hmm. kind of the guys that struggle, the guys are the most talented ones on that group. If you were to look at this matchup, and I start with you, Nick, mm-hmm. which would be the area that the Cowboys can take the most advantage? To me, I, I think that they're going to – I mean, I think their strength is going to be running the football, and I think I think running to the outside. Yeah. Um, outside in, you know, but but Pollard, I think they found something there. I don't think this is just something like, oh, Zeke, Zeke was out, Pollard had a big game. I think they're, they're kind of seeing some a little bit. And, and whether they, they want to admit it or not, I do think it's a situation where Pollard deserves more carries. He deserves some inside runs as well because he can, he can break from the outside. But I think – him on the outside is going to be, is going to be big, um, but I think just running the ball. I, if Zeke doesn't play, I think Malik Davis could have some success. No, Nick's right about this. This team, when you play a three-four front, it's we always talk about the two gaps where you extend and look for the ball and stuff like that. This line, defensive line, tends to catch blocks. They, I mean, when I mean catch, it's like instead of firing in and controlling and getting off blocks, they tend to get to you and then they're catching you, you know, into their body. And then they're trying to kind of find things. And I think that's where it gives the Cowboys advantage, especially what we've seen off the right side with Martin and Steele together. And then even with Biotish at the center, Mm -hmm. they've done a good job of when when that ball comes off that right side, whether it's the scoops or the reaches or whatever they have to do, or they put one of those tight ends over there and block. They've gotten some push. And Pollard and those guys have done a good job of when they see a cut to go ahead and make that cut. Mm -hmm. So... I think I think Nick's right. I think running the ball would be a good thing against well, these guys. And going with that, with the way they play defense, do you think this is a scenario where you could see Dak running the ball somewhat, kind of similar to what we saw a couple of weeks ago, but him kind of relying, so. you know, so. yeah. using that his legs a little more. Do you feel that? Man, I'll tell you what. I watched last week. I know you guys were – everybody was doing their own things and stuff. like. I sat down for the first time and got to watch – well, we've seen what the what, – Fields did with the Bears. And then you watch them the next week against the Dolphins. And and what a fact. Now, they didn't win the game. But these running quarterbacks, you sit down, you watch the Red Zone channel, these running quarterbacks. And you even have to worry about that a little bit with Aaron Rodgers. Like, all of a sudden, you're playing man coverage, and you get out of your lane, and he takes off running, and he kind of he runs, he looks, he runs, he looks, he runs, and then he slides down. Mm. You know, and it's a first down. And these running quarterbacks that have been able to take advantage, you know, of when you play man coverage and you get out of lane and they take off running. I mean, Geno Smith in Seattle watching that game drops back, pressures all over, he runs, and now it's like an 18-yard gain, and you're just, you know, you're like, damn, how did that happen? You know, well, it happened because you're playing man coverage and you get out of your lanes. So yeah, if if that can. It's going to be one of those games where they're going to need plays. Those 2016, the lucky whitehead jet sweep, you know, uh. they're going to need breaks. Uh, David Urban punching the ball out or, or, or Rodgers just dropping the snap out near the goal line. You know, they're going to need yeah. that kind of play. I know that the Packers' record's bad, but it, I feel like that Aaron Rodgers wants to be— I, I, they could they could beat Dallas this week and turn around and lose to Tennessee the next week. Mm-hmm. That's what how this Packer team could be. I just feel like that Aaron Rodgers is going to make this a personal game. Yeah, I think he's going to make it personal that he does not want to lose to Mike McCarthy. 
I really, I, and that's what scares me to death right now. And 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 he's got that ability. He's going to control the game as the quarterback. You know, I know he, I was running around there with that whole well, thing, but the that, Cowboys have 10, 10 assistants and a head coach mm-hmm. and, and nine other assistants that that want to make it personal as well. But yeah. they don't control the game yeah. like like Rogers has. So yeah, he's that, looked bad. Yeah, he's looked bad at times. He really has. Where, where I think the Cowboys though, where this is where I think the Cowboys are going to have another big advantage is is that their corners can cover their guys. I think can just cover them. They don't have to, to to do a whole lot of extra things. And then that's what allows them to go and run and Parsons to rush and those guys to do what they do. Because uh, I think I think whoever, is it Lazard, whatever, I think Diggs can can cover him. And I think Brown can cover the other side. Yeah. And I don't think they have to compromise what they do in the, in the secondary to get after Rodgers and do that and force him into bad decisions. So that that's where I think I think that they're better – than they've ever been against Rodgers and them is the secondary versus the receivers. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Uh, the one thing that I have on my mind, listening to, okay, you talking about their offense, you mm-hmm. talking about their defense, there's nothing. I, I think this is a game that the Cowboys can definitely win, but the only area that kind of concerns me a little bit are penalties and how that can affect. I mean, <laughs> we've seen it in the past a long time ago. Um but just kind of that area of if it goes the wrong way for the Cowboys, sure. yeah. it, it you can easily just lose that game. Oh, oh no, we yeah. we uh, Cowboy fans know all good and well about mm-hmm. referees at Lambeau Field. You yeah. know that yeah. that there's a, there's documentaries about that. You know, so yeah, I don't know who the officials got this game. I'll I'll, I'll have it tomorrow and we'll get an idea. But I think a letting a play affect would help the Cowboys more than somebody that's going to call this thing tight. No doubt. Because that's one way, you know, they're crafty. Uh, Rodgers is going to be crafty. They're going to, they can. 12 men on the field. They can PI you down the field, you know, and and, and that could happen. Hard counts, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Well, and with that, we have ended the show for today. We'll be back tomorrow for another show. We'll kind of summarize everything and predictions, prediction, game day predictions, see what's going to happen this weekend over there at Lambeau Field. For Nikki Mint, Brian brought us. I got distracted by the tour for a second. Sorry. I'm Amber, Amber Garcia. Garcia. Yeah. This has been The Break on DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?